Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show! Welcome, welcome. Here we are then, episode two in a brand new series of the The One Show Show, where we welcome one show and we welcome all. We are back, it's season three, and it's the podcast that watches TV's The One Show do its business and then gets hold of its collar and rubs its nose in it to teach it a lesson. I am John Holmes and we're here again as your guide to a programme you never watch, picking through it like televisual prospectors to see if it contains anything of value. It doesn't. This week, then, a man is unimpressed by a room full of dishwashers, Matt Baker doesn't read a book, and an eagle eats a duck. Joining me to give the one show a Chinese burn in the bogs near the science block this week is regular one show sommelier, Mark Haynes, and TV critic, entertainment journalist, broadcaster, and co-host of the Series Linked podcast, it's Emma Bullymore, a Chinese burn, Bullymore, Bullymore, that's why I put that in there. Very Excellent, good. strong, Very good. strong Culturally appropriated, a playground uh, act of violence. Uh, well, to, I don't in, even know where to begin. <laughs> this is even more sophisticated broadcasting than the one show itself. Well, I, well it's not hard. To <laughs> Did you used to get bullied at school with people shouting bully more and then they bully you? Not at all, no. <laughs> Sorry. Times have changed, haven't they? <laughs> I've nicked her lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> do you watch the one show ordinarily? I mean, you're a TV critic. Well, you watch I do, everything. because a lot of the guests might be people that I go on to interview, yeah. or they might be talking about programmes that I'm writing about. So actually, it's quite educational for me yeah. uh, in many ways. Uh, and also, sometimes it's an ordeal. But but sometimes it throws out some tidbits as well. So, yeah. yes, I am very well versed with The One Show. You're the first person that's come on here that's ever said they watch it anyway. That's a, but I, <laughs> well, okay, prof- professional reason. It's the joys of working from home. That's all I, I suppose say. so. So, did you study it for this in any more detail? Did you let it wash over you like it normally does and just hope bits fell out? 
Uh, no, I, I made sure that I watched every single episode and I, you know, I, I wasn't cooking while I was doing it, which yeah. is usually what I do. I was I was a good student. Wow. I was prepared for you guys. All right, should we start on Monday? Did you see Monday? Mm, yeah. yeah. It's worth saying, John, I've got uh, what I'm calling one wee, which is where you have ennui about the one show. <laughs> and I know that's a natural thing when you're watching it. You go, well, this is dull and this is a bit boring and I'm finding it hard to actually concentrate on what they're actually saying and what's on the yeah. screen. But this week, I really hit a brick wall with it. And I think it's because we've come back. Do you know, like, when a serious illness is in remission, and then they say, oh, it's back, and you go, well, I just don't know if I can cope this time. I feel like that about this season. And I really had one wee, and I had a sort of few hours where I was like, I should should watch that. And I think to myself, do you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm just going to sit in this chair with the television off <laughs> rather than put myself through it. So, uh, yeah, I did see Monday's show. Yeah, well, but no wonder you were put off for the rest of the week. It's, um, <laughs> well, this, let's, well, Monday, of course, began with the dance-a-thon, didn't it? Yeah, the comic relief dance-a-thon. As ever, we are live, but tonight the clock is ticking because oh. in just under 17 minutes, look, two Strictly stars will start dancing... And apparently they're not going to stop for 24, 24 hours. hours. 24 hours. hours. This, so this is, is this is a problem that we mentioned last week, which is the comic relief uh, and any charity things they do on the BBC. The one show is the front of house for hyping that. And so you get... Comic relief is not... You know, it's supposed to be just Red Nose Day. And with the one show, it becomes two weeks of saying, do you know what? In two weeks' time, there's a really good day coming. Yeah. That day is not here yet, but we're going to tell you how good it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and so the content is boring beyond belief. Well, um, well, yeah, and Matt Baker sitting on his massive salary saying, oh, it's really important that you donate, guys. And you're like, no, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. There is nothing more boring than the rickshaw challenge. So yeah. I think oh, the dance-thon is a step up from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the rickshaw challenge is, is a nadir in not just television, but human existence. <laughs> <laughs> even, I think even Matt and Alex, though, had the same feeling as you this week. Um, they Because they sort of gave up and just said, you know the call out. They've started calling it a call out at the yeah. beginning. I thought uh, that was terrible. I hadn't noticed that before. Why oh, are they, why are they calling thing. it that? It's I don't know. It used to be just they used to naturally weave it in as best they could, but now they just go. Uh, well, tonight's call out is this, and then they'll say, you know. But they gave up on Monday. They just they just said. Um, so if you have a very important uh, twenty four hours coming up, or you just want to show. Is that uh, Alex Jones? Yeah, <laughs> Mary Berry over the weekend. Uh, there's something you cooked then. Um, Anything really? I know. She said, and just waved her arm, just getting in touch about anything really. They are, they are a couple of days away from just saying, send us something. <laughs> or whatever it is, send us something. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the show Mary, what you cooked at the weekend, they went to it right at the end and they held up a picture of a cake that a woman had made for yeah. her baby shower, yeah. which, I mean, who's to say it was that weekend? But she was obviously very <laughs> proud of this cake, and so they showed it. And then there was a Pavlova. Um, right. A few little photos of uh, lovely cakes that you've been sending in. Right, right you pass one over then. Oh, there we Look, now this one, I think that's quite good. Katie in Essex made this cake for a friend's little baby shower. It's very good, isn't it? There's a fox. Oh, good. there's a lot of young cooks out there tonight, look. Charlie, who is 12... Oh, I'll go for that. That looks delicious. Oh, hang on a minute, Charlie. Eh? I'm just looking at pictures of Pavlova. Where's the entertainment <laughs> value in this? time television. Yeah. Did you think Mary Berry was a bit of a shit guest? Well, I mean, that's harsh. That's harsh on Mary question. I think when your opposition is Tess Daly, I wouldn't be having to go at Mary Berry. Claudia came across very well, as she always does, though. I loved she? Cla- she did. She was funny. I like Claudia. 
test. She just spent the nothing. whole time saying, oh, I don't want to do the dance a because I don't do movement. I don't do exercise. Look at the size of her. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a lie. And I think it's really dangerous. I, I don't want to get too serious on this podcast, but it's actually, yeah, there's no point. you know, but I just, I, it's really annoying to me, that yeah. whole thing. Like, but she, she was saying things like, um, you know, my advice in life is just give 10%. Good yeah, tip, we yeah. mustn't yeah. peak too soon, Claude. No, give 10% as in all things in life. Save a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, which was getting laughs from the crew. Yeah. Which is a struggle. Um, and actually, it's advice that clearly Tess Daly has lived <laughs> yeah. by. <laughs> and Mary Berry, who I want to get back to. Because um, I thought, Mary Berry, she was just, I mean, again, bless her. She's yeah. getting on a bit, mm. right? And it was a bit, it reminded me of conversations I used to have with my gran before, shortly before all her marbles were lost. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and because Mary Berry was sort of trying, they were trying to involve her. And she wasn't really focusing on any of it. It was, it was just a kind of strange. And then they, they showed a clip of her. She's gone to Rome to, uh, to make a program about cooking quickly. Yeah, which I, which I think is a perfect example of saying, how do we keep Mary Berry relevant? And the, the thing about Mary Berry that she's good at is she is a cook from, if you like, the, the 50s. And she says, I make these great big sort of fruit cakes and stuff like that. But they've gone, how can we make her contemporary? Let's see if she can do something in 10 minutes. Yeah. She ha- honestly, I've seen some. That. I've seen some of those episodes. There is no commitment to quick cooking in any way. Really? She's like, well, this takes twenty minutes to prep, and then it goes in the oven for an hour and a half. But that's the quick <laughs> bit is the prepping, guys. The quick bit is the early bit. And you're like, Mary, there's, there's, she, she has no interest in quick cooking. She's no. got time. Well, she didn't have interest in anything. That was the the problem. She said, they said you went all around the world with this with this show, Mary, all around the world, and they came off the back of this clip of her in Rome on the back of a Vespa all around the world and, and you went to Rome where else did you go and she went oh I went to Rome I went to Rome <laughs> we know what was and the then next she, one said, she said she said and then I went to um, London Airport London Airport to meet the fire brigade I went to London Airport to see the fire brigade yeah. to be fair that's because this series is madness like she, go, she also goes to Morocco but then there are no other destinations I don't think or maybe there's one more another one is set on a navy warship in Southampton right. yeah it's it's odd. I think it's there, there is odd. a thing you can see why they've done the quick recipes because it's not just appealing to a new generation of people who don't have time to cook duck and orange. It's basically you've looked at her and gone, she's 108. Let us keep the work she has to do to a minimum <laughs> because oh. because otherwise this is going to be a four episode series. You know, I feel the opposite about Mary. I think she's she's totally with it, and Claudia treats her as if she's some kind of decaying yeah. relic and holds her up every time she walks on with her. I'm like, she, she wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't with it. She was at some. Point Point. They, they, you know, the absolute shambles of when they went over to Radio Two to try. Oh, uh, because that was bad. Joe Christ. Wiley was live on Radio Two. Claudia and Tess were at the one show, uh, and they had to, um, in the words of Matt Baker, run over to Wogan House. He didn't explain what that was. No, we know what Wogan House is. It's where Radio Two lives. Yeah. The average viewer, what the hell's that? Yeah. Anyway, so they go over there. They then cut to that shot of them arriving. Joe Wiley's live on Radio Two, but they're not live on Radio Two because there's a record playing. Okay, so then the but they're live on BBC One. It's worth via saying as cameras well, as well. They then had another track playing over the back music. That's right. Crazy. Yeah. It was so badly done. Shambles. And no one had told Joe Wiley she was live on BBC One. She was just prepping for her next Radio Two link, so she didn't know she was broadcasting. So we'll hand over uh, to Joe Wiley. Sarah Cox is there too. It's the longest ever dance-a-thon for comic relief with Claudia Winkleman and Tess Daly. Now, the girls now, they're here. So, yeah, they are. So, I can see how anxious this Claudia looks like. Let the shimmy begin in three, two, one. Okay, are we ready? Okay, I think the countdown is going to begin. Go, go! 
And I was thinking, please swear, please swear. <laughs> um, but no, it was. And then they came back to Mary Berry, which was the point I was saying. saying Mary, can you? You know, they're, they're dancing um, for twenty four hours, and she just went. Oh, I can't imagine that. Well, they're off and running, or off and dancing, that's for sure. Oh, uh, my goodness. That's oh, you said. Striking pause as well. Imagine six o'clock tomorrow morning, Mary, when they've still, still got gone. a whole day to go. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... Well, you lack the imagination, Mary Berry, to just visualise two tired women. Yeah, well, and that's all <laughs> worth saying as well. This is not a new idea. This has been done year after year. I think Derma O'Leary was the first person to do it. Sarah Cox then did it last oh, yeah. year. And we're just redoing the same thing, but with a different celebrity. We know it can be done. We've seen it being done. Please think of something new. Kilimanjaro, I say to you. So on Tuesday? Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. Yeah. I've lost track. <laughs> uh, uh, Alexander Armstrong and Ed Balls were on. Strong double act. Going, <laughs> going up Kilimanjaro for comic relief. Fresh from conquering Mount Kilimanjaro, look for comic relief. It's Ed Balls and Alexander Armstrong. Wow. Which, of course, has been done yeah. before. Yeah. Quite a few times. I seem to remember Chris Moyles and Cheryl Cole well, doing if, it. If, if Chris Moyles can get up a hill, that shows you how easy Kilimanjaro but is. But I think it was like 10 years ago, unlike the dance thon, which is over and over again. Right. I feel like that had been rested, that idea. Okay. I think, I think that there one more, was okay. There are other mountains there in the world. There probably are, like but balls. Everest has quite a high rate of death, and yeah. I don't think balls is Off up. Off you go, balls. Yeah. <laughs> there does need to be a slight element of risk in this. With the 24-hour dancing, it's not enough for me. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I'd like to see something yeah. that I sort of go... Like, remember when David Walliams was swimming the channel. I do. That seems like a long time ago, but that seems... Ab- if they'd have said Tess Daly swimming the channel, I'd have been like, I would watch that, because <laughs> that sounds dangerous. And when it's just dancing in Wogan House for 24 hours... Yeah. But it's not that- even dancing. It's stepping from side to side. Moving. Moving. And, you know, saying, please text in and give me money. Th- they could make it better if they eliminated the toilet breaks. You know, yeah. Over there, I kept clicking on red button, and they wouldn't. One of them was just, you know, off somewhere <laughs> with their feet fag. in ice or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if they just had, right, you can't stop dancing. Whatever you're doing, carry on living your life, but you yeah. have to dance all the way through <laughs> yes. it. So you've just got, you know, a test daily just pissing <laughs> while moving from side to side. Again, more money would come in yes. if that happened. Yeah. We should talk about Ed Balls and um, Alexander Armstrong because there was a there was a bit when and this was happened twice this week. The, that one show thing of you know the one show audience right I think we you know we, we can sort of the people who watch the one show for entertainment are a certain demographic right we've kind of established that and then they said okay so how do you two know each other are you friends didn't they and then and then he said uh, well yes uh, we are friends after Kilimanjaro said Ed Balls because I, I popped into Xander's um, uh, North Oxfordshire place while I was taking my daughter to university I dropped in um, at um, Xander's house on Saturday I was picking my daughter up from university had a cup of coffee and then Alex said yeah so uh, if you've got any stories you'd like to share with us that's today Call out, mm. okay. Have you got any stories? Yeah, you'd like stories. To share? <laughs> yeah. Has, it, then, has anything think, happened? Pe- pe- Let us know. People watch this. Go. Yeah, I'm at a food bank. Yeah, I'm at a food bank, <laughs> trying to find something to feed my, you know, feed my family. Thanks to the policies of Ed Balls as former economic <laughs> advisor to the Treasury. <laughs> Look at him round Xander's North Oxfordshire house. Mm. It's all for comedy. Have advice, you ever it? seen his house, Xander's? Yeah. No, I've seen it on television before. Right. It's like an Elizabethan mansion. I mean, it's just of course it is knockout. One little fact I know about it, it's also what I think he recorded his own album in his mansion. Of course he did. Amazing. He's got a big, like, kitted out studio. 
But you're missing out the massive burn that Balls delivered to Zonda, which was my favourite bit of the whole week's one show, I would say, when uh, Zonda was trying to, I don't know, be down with the kids or something, and said, oh, Ed came over to my hood. And Ed was Ooh. like, <laughs> Ed was like, when you say hood, what you mean is North Oxford. In my community, in my hood. Yeah, yeah. No, I know Jack very well. In fact, I spent uh, last hood. Friday... Your hood? Yes, my hood. You've seen my hood. You know my hood. I wouldn't call it a hood. It was North Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much of a hood, mate. And it was great. And Zonda looked kind of red and cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a really odd bit with Ben Miller as well. I liked that. But they got Ben Miller mm-hmm. off of Armstrong and Miller to record a video basically begging Alexander Armstrong to come back to comedy sketch shows. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was like a sort of comic relief appeal video. And he was saying, you know, Zonda has been lost mm. got to, to the world of... Pointless. presenting yeah you could see madness. in ben's eyes yeah that he really wants another series <laughs> hi my name's ben miller and with red nose day on the horizon i want to talk to you about a cause very close to my heart alexander armstrong from 2006 to 2009 i was in a sketch show with alexander on this very channel called the armstrong and miller show sadly in 2009 We had to give up the Armstrong and Miller show because Alexander was discovered to be a presenter. Let's bring Alexander Armstrong back where he belongs. To comedy. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite a strange thing. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plot like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 
There was another bit with, um, when Sarah Cox was on the show as well, where they, as if, you know, you hadn't sort of alienated your audience with talk of North Oxfordshire hood. Mm. Um, Sarah Cox uh, was plugging a autobiography. Um, Auto- this- Sorry, Sarah Cox's autobiography. Correct. I know, that's exactly what I wrote. I actually wrote that noise down. <laughs> I lost Sarah, um, not she, having anything said against her. Well, wait. So she um, she said something like, um, uh, well, my book rings true, right, with uh, so many girls, because your pony is your first love. I think this will ring true with a lot of, a lot of girls, I think, especially who ride when they're little. Your mm. pony's kind of your first love, because you spend hours... Sort of, you know, whispering in his ear and snuggling and nuzzling. What? I was thinking, again, the people at the food banks who are mm. eating bits of pony to stay alive. Yeah. That's, you know, what are you talking about? This isn't your audience. They haven't got ponies. No. The viewers of The One Show. No. What are they doing? What I are they talking I, about? I cannot tell you the last time I saw a pony. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say in the last ten years, because I live in a city, I think I may have seen two horses and they were charging at people who were protesting something. <laughs> that would be it. But Sarah Cox on one of them, loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she has, she's got a book out. Um, and it became very clear, though, that Matt Baker hadn't read a word of it. No, right. In, in fairness to Matt, I can sort of understand that. It's, yeah. I mean, I like Sarah Cox a great deal. I'm not sure I'm ready to read an autobiography. No. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about the fact that she had this rural upbringing. I think that that was more the point. So that, you know, our city lot wouldn't get it. But I would have thought that Matt would have responded better to that as a fellow country. The, there kid. was one like that she tried to involve him because yeah, Matt did. basically sat this interview out because really? he had nothing. Um, even though he has that, as you say, he's a farming lad, isn't he? And he did say one thing he said um, uh, that he said he couldn't live without his sheep. I c- yeah, I can't, I can't live without. I know, I obviously, I can't live without my sheep. And, my kid, you know, it's just a great thing to instill that yes. kind of, you know, the discipline. And the <laughs> That was all he had. Does he get some kind of grant for them yeah, then? I Is imagine it? he probably <laughs> does. The only thing he had to say at the end of the interview with Sarah Cox was that he liked the cover of the book. I have to, I love the front cover of your book, by the way, with oh. you on the Hereford. Oh, uh, He wow. genuinely said that. She, a, uh, Sarah Cox did do that series where she tried to get farmers... Laid. They mentioned, Basically, they mentioned wasn't that. it? That's coming back. They did an appeal for sex-hungry farmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, are you a sex-hungry farmer? Move to the city. Move to the city. There's loads of people here, and you, you won't be, you know, getting up at 5am, you know, to murder animals. <laughs> did you learn an interesting fact this week? Uh, did I? Not really. I mean, I got a good tweet, which I did like. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was from uh, uh, Martin. Yeah. And he was talking about something we mentioned last week, which is how they've begun over-explaining the VTs that they go into. So rather than just say, here's an interesting story told by someone that I think you're going to like, they will go, now, sandwich carers. It sounds like it's an interesting <laughs> meal, but it's not. What it is, is this, that, the other, da 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 And here is a video which will start by saying exactly what I've just told you. And then it goes in. And Martin said, I actually now think of the way that the one show clumsily ruins an otherwise okay VT with its needless summarising as one-splaining. And one-splaining is a great little bit where you set someone up by explaining what they're going to talk about. Beautiful. Very, very good. Our Twitter has been a nightmare this week because Sophie Rayworth, uh, who is a presenter, she'd obviously done something for the one show. We'll talk about that. I think a run. Yeah, that's correct. She she ran. A horse. And like many, many people, <laughs> she got the wrong Twitter handle for Brilliant. the one show. Brilliant. The one show is BBC 
at BBC The One Show. Yeah. Ours is at The One Show Show. Yeah. Couldn't have the first D. There's not enough characters. <laughs> but it's just meant that I, I, well, I think we've had like 300 tweets and it's all people going, good on you. You make a big difference. And I was thinking, these cannot be for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I like to think we're changing The One Show <laughs> as we go along. We, we, if anything, we've made it more boring for everyone. <laughs> I, we can only apologise. Sophie Rayworth was racing a horse. She was, she? That was mental. What? I'm not, I'm if I'm allowed to say that word anymore but it you, was it was I mad mean, I mean you are because it is uh, <laughs> she was there was a, a, a racing against it there is a, a, a an annual competition where, which is called man sexist versus horse right okay which uh, <laughs> and, and what what, what, well, what happens in that well over, that, that ambiguously named over, competition over 22 miles 22 miles <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of it uphill a lot of it through rivers uh-huh. a lot of it over marshland people not just men, people race horses. Right. And in 38 years... <laughs> this is not going to surprise me. A this man has won twice. <laughs> Do you think a human could beat a horse in a race? Well, every year, over a thousand people try, and I'm one of them. Panorted Wells in mid-Wales is where we all gather for one of the most bizarre endurance races in the world. Man versus horse. <laughs> Did the other two horses just have no idea where the finish line was? But they're cantering <laughs> off in any direction. But there are people riding the horse. I mean, they're not just let the horses go, which I assume. No, people are riding the horses. So there's horse riders. This versus- is man versus man and horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's inaccurately it's named. It's like blockbusters when you got the two versus one. That's, yeah. that's basically what it is. Which they talked about as yeah, well, actually. Exactly. We'll come to that. But yeah, the, the, but then there were so many different rules about whether or not the horse had won. So it's not just so the people get a 15 minute head start. Okay, that, and then the horse you go that's not a lot is it there's a no. horse coming no. so the horse then but take- who's decided 15 minutes exactly that? yeah where does that come from why not an hour because the horse would still win yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, the, the, and then they they had a and yeah Sophie Rayworth was doing it right but not for the one show she was just there what so the one show reporter report just sort of latched onto Sophie Rayworth who was just doing it anyway how it was kind uh, of the odd. strange lives of our nation's television presenters yeah oh I'm just having to racing a horse natural <laughs> natural thing someone well used to extreme terrain is BBC News anchor Sophie Rayworth where are the horses but it was there were the, I can't, the rules were you the horse you could be timed over the the distance and but then the horse had to be timed over the distance but it, the horse only won if its heartbeat, upon testing within half an hour of finishing, was below 60 BPM. The vet check will decide whether it's man or horse. They haven't won until they've passed the vet check, the final vet check. Peter has 30 minutes to get Ronnie's heart rate below 60 beats per minute to show he hasn't overworked his horse. Look, I'm going I'm to come clean on this. What? I think there are a lot of different things that have been put in here by humans to <laughs> nobble the horse. The horse is going to win this race. And then we've brought in a load of different criteria that the horse then has to meet, which benefit us. If you're going to race a horse, just race it. If you lose, take it on the chin. <laughs> Don't cry about it. We've got we've got things like cups and stairs that we're good at. The horse is good at running. Let it have one victory. Let it do it. It was one of many things that Matt Baker decided this week was unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I agree with it. He, but he, you did have like one minute Sarah Cox waxing lyrical about her pony and this lovely relationship, and the next minute, you know, thrashing a horse so much that you had to have a stethoscope. 
to its chest to see if it had calmed down. What on earth is this program? It's perfect BBC balance. Ponies are wonderful. Horses are useless. Oh, it, you've got to have both both sides of the debate. The other things that Matt found unbelievable this week, by the way, because I wrote them down, because um, he just seemed to just say that word. <laughs> and I've never really noticed it before, but now I'm going to look out for it forever. <laughs> so, uh, interesting fact of the week. I don't know whether you learned anything, uh, Emma, but I also learned that 100 Barbies are sold every minute around yes. the world, mm. which apparently is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing that they tried to engage Marion, but she wasn't having it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she yeah, was not focusing at all. Mm. What dolls did you play with when you were little, Mary? didn't really play with dolls no I did you with some wood did, <laughs> <laughs> did your daughter have a doll yeah but she got over it very quickly yeah was her other answer <laughs> did you were you did you allow your children barbies in, in there yes annabelle did have barbies but she soon discarded them and went climbing trees and getting outside and en- enjoying yeah. the great outside really i don't think she was that keen on it okay good chat thank you <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> nothing, nothing yeah. mary mary can i ask one question are you re- are you really fucked off with one of us for any reason <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, because you're just you're, you're being you're being hard work. Being hard <laughs> she work. was hard work. <laughs> uh, Tess and Claudia dancing, by the way, unbelievable. Right, that was another thing. Fruit flies were unbelievable. Yep, yeah, they were because seventy percent of our DNA is shared with fruit flies. Unbelievable, unbelievable, according to Matt. Elaine Page told oh, a no. Oh, no. joke I knew you were going there. about <laughs> fruit flies that I didn't get. No one got, uh, and it's odd that in the the same week of the one show, fruit flies are quite specific. <laughs> Reference comes up in two different shows. <laughs> what was Elaine Page's joke? Well, it was Comet Relief, wasn't it? Red Nose yeah. Day. And so Richard Richard Curtis had, uh, they'd asked him to text his celebrity friends for jokes that they could use on the one show. And he... Uh, <laughs> Only one person replied. Yes. Lenny Henry. Yeah, of course he You could did. always yeah. rely on Lenny. Uh, Lenny's joke was, what's so great about Switzerland? Um, I don't really know, but the flag's a big plus. You know, I think that's all right. Very nice little gag. Yeah. And then they said, Elaine, do you have one? And you could see the panic in Elaine's eyes. <laughs> the morning white wine had worn off for <laughs> Elaine. And uh, she, the joke was perplexing. Yeah, but I can't remember the opening line of it. I remember the punchline, but not the opening line. It was time flies. Uh, time flies like something. Like yeah. an arrow. Yeah, but fruit flies like a banana. Hey. <laughs> time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. (laughs) (laughs) That was the joke. There's nothing wrong there. Emma didn't get a word (laughs) missing. That is Elaine Page's go-to joke. I mean, I understand it. I understand it. (laughs) (laughs) She did say, this never gets a laugh, but I like it. Yeah. And then I think she was thinking, this is the She turned to Richard Curtis, pointing at Matt and uh, Alex, just sort of going, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. Richard Curse is the nicest man in the world. Still couldn't muster up a proper laugh for it. He really tried. (laughs) But he he couldn't get there. The the problem is, okay, yeah, fruit flies like bananas. That's fine. But what's the connection between fruit time, fruit flies, banana and arrow? There isn't one. It's like something a child would say. You know, I've come up with a joke. Have you? Yes. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. Yes, don't they? (laughs) Doctor, I I think there's something wrong with our child. (laughs) She didn't like the reviews game either. She was generally not... No. Not having a great time. No, her, she thought. wasn't. She wasn't. I, th- I have always a feeling as well, sometimes you get a guest on like Elaine Page, and she is good value. 
by and large. She's great value. But I think they have too much comic relief stuff. And so she sort of feels like, oh, I'm just here to fill a gap, but they keep coming to me, but they're not really interested because it's about this comic relief thing. And, of course, because it's comic relief, you can't sit there and just go, this is a waste of my fucking time because it's comic relief. (laughs) That would have been brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Or Elaine Page had just come out with, you know, a really offensive joke and it's live television they can't do anything about would it. would have been wonderful. What's it? blue and fucks... Ca- Shut up, Elaine! <laughs> Shut up! How do you make a Polish girl pregnant? <laughs> Elaine, thank you very much. Great to see you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, she was on with Richard Curtis and he was doing his Red Nose Day thing and he is really, really charming and funny. He's actually perfect in those situations because you you wouldn't normally get Richard Curtis doing a chat show yeah. he does it because it's Red Nose Day and he really really pushes that and so he was great on there well they pay him a lot of money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which of course doesn't go to Comet Relief that's very much yeah. Richard's, Richard's money yeah. uh, the, um, there, there is no basis for that allegation let me make that clear because the last thing we need is having to make a huge donation to Red <laughs> yeah, Nose Day yeah, which right. he then keeps <laughs> uh, no which he wouldn't do that again groundless allegation um, <laughs> they had a little a piece about the uh, the centrepiece of Red Nose Day, which I think was gone by the time you listen to this, which is uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral 2. Okay. And I think it's going out on Red Nose Day, am I yeah. right about that? The, um, which would have been last Friday. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And uh, Richard Curtis, they, they had a sort of um, uh, behind-the-scenes look at it with Angelica Bell. And you go to person for a behind the scenes look at four weddings. Yeah. Yeah. What was disappointing about it? And it it hasn't been out. I'm not, you know, we can't really be reviewing it at this stage. People will now know. I I did watch that. And I I do think there is always a criticism about Richard Curtis's films that they lack (laughs) people of colour. And watching that, just the, the piece, every time I paused it on a crowd scene, everyone is white. Really? And it was really like, oh, have, have you sort of like not been hearing the criticism at any point about this? You still go on. There was a, you know, welcome to a wedding thing. And the address on it was, you know, St. John's Church, Islington. And I was like, oh my gosh, he sort of lives in this mad yeah. bubble. Lenny Henry sent him a joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, you know, I, I bet Lenny on. Henry bloody didn't. I bet that's his go-to thing. That you go, why aren't there any, any people of colour in your film? And he goes, oh, but, sorry, that's my phone going. That's Lenny that's Henry. Henry. <laughs> He's the only one I know. <laughs> but, the worst but they're all the same. So. <laughs> Richard, Richard, put the money down and don't say that. <laughs> Did you notice though that he was having a chat, Richard, and he he kind of described the film, and then they showed the package, and he word for word it quoted himself oh, from like pro. two minutes before. <laughs> what a I was pro. like, so you've wasted the interview time by getting into exactly the same thing again. A what skilled bit, interviewers you are! A classic bit of one splaining. Alan Partridge, I feel, is going to let us down. You know, uh, he's <laughs> doing a live broadcast from oh. uh, Norfolk, and then we got some amazing music. Emily Sanday, Keen are playing a fantastic, fantastic song. So I think it's going. And then the people from Kilimanjaro are actually turning up live. And the yeah, people- well done. Sure. They did that as well with the with the radio to Tess and oh Claudia God, thing, awful. didn't they? So when they were in the one show about to go over to Wogan House which we mentioned, they asked them all sorts of questions about dancing and how difficult it was, and, oh, do you think it'd be all right, and all that nonsense. Go over to Radio 2, the one show cuts live to it, as we've just talked about. Joe Wiley asked exactly the same questions in the same order. We've just heard all of this. Because no one had briefed Joe Wiley. No, at all. (laughs) Terrible. There's live cameras, Joe Wiley. You're live on BBC One. She's just chatting to Sarah Cox. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Not not on air, just chatting. And then also, (laughs) when they went back the next day for the end of the dance-a-thon... Uh, Joe Wiley, professional interviewer, was like, oh, what were your highlights? I like the bit with Jeremy Vine, and they were talking about that. And then, like, 
you know, three minutes later, Alex Jones goes, what about Jeremy Vine? Yes, I know. Can we just ask you your highlights, some of the highlights? Because there have been some bizarre scenes. I think Jeremy Vine and Ryland, can we talk about that? That was extraordinary. Getting the totals. John Snow coming down. I mean, that was, he just Emily Maitlis. Jeremy Vine. Jeremy Vine. And he's done some with Ryland. Just, yeah. That's already been covered, Alex. Stop. Stop it. And then Tess, even Tess had to be a bit like, yeah, love, like, no, but, uh, and if yeah. Tess is criticising your presenting <laughs> skills, <laughs> you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a low point. They did have four four drag queens on the Comet Relief uh, Red Nose Day episode who were just sort of doing something to raise money. Yeah, they, they were they were saying I think it was like a dragathon, whatever that is, as if that's a. But they brightened up the whole place, and the first time one of them spoke, the entire room laughed. And then we went back to all the sort of, you know, the, the, the normal stuff. And I just thought I would love the one show to just have a thing once a week where they go, we, we're going to take over now. We've got our, our Thursday takeover and here are four drag queens from Birmingham and they're going to do the show. They've, they've made the videos, they're presenting it and they've chosen who they want to interview. And I think if you're going to start making it a bit like local news, just throw it up in the air a bit. No one is going to write in and say, I really missed Matt and Alex. No, no one's going to say Matt that. <laughs> <laughs> it gives him more time to slaughter cattle <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> what is a dragathon, by the way? Don't know. Okay. They didn't really explain it. But, <laughs> of course not. It's but, a launcher. But I was delighted by it because whatever it was, they seemed like a group of brilliant people yeah. who were really keen and funny and charming. And I just I wanted to see more of them. A classic one show thing of going these guys they seems like you know that they're worth doing they are good tv yeah but we've got a video that we want to play you about the 60th birthday of barbie you know <laughs> well we should talk about that so uh, this was um th- this was the bit that mary berry you know didn't really engage with with the doll conversation wasn't it as well but um they talked about they did touch on the problematic areas of, of barbie criticism mm. um but they may not have done it about richard curtis and his and his uh, all white filmmaking <laughs> but they certainly did here where P- they sort pick of pick your battles yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they took it right okay barbie uh, was launched in the you know in the fifties, um, and it's always been this this sort of slim Barbie shaped Barbie, the one you know. But now there's a whole range which I didn't know actually. That why would I don't play why with children's you, dolls? You've got two children who are girls. You'd think you might have had like an idea that there were dolls. We don't have dolls for them. We have boys' toys because that's the modern world, Mark. <laughs> They've got diggers and action men, and they'll bloody like it. <laughs> but no, I, I had no idea that, that, that this... So there's a firefighter Barbie now, um, and they panned across. Did you see? They, they got them all set up. Last International Women's Day, they came out with new dolls that show uh, different role models to show that your opportunities can be endless from wherever you come from. You can have all of these different jobs, and it doesn't just mean that scientists can be men, they can be women as well. So I think she promotes that idea of women can do anything. But I wonder if they all sell in the same numbers. Well, be That's my that question. would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. But a scientist Barbie, a wheelchair Barbie, uh-huh. a Barbie in a wheelchair. But I noticed as they were panning across with loads <laughs> of these different Barbies, not one black Barbie. Nothing. Really? All, they were all white, all mm. of them. And I thought, hmm. Um, and also, they then they had a conversation about um, body image and they said now there's a barbie for everyone's body for everyone's body image and that's very important in what we've done 
No, there wasn't. I mean, they were all, you know, one had slightly wider thighs yeah. than the next one. But what I wanted to see, and there might be one, I don't know, is, you know, fucking fat old barber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, you know sort of the, the, the sort of person you see in the Daily Star sitting on a couch yeah. that has to be winched out of their house by Fireman Barbie. Give me a Firewoman ken. Barbie. Give me a Ken that looks like me. Right? <laughs> it's going to cost about twice as much as the regular one because there's a lot more plastic in it. But give me a Ken that looks like me. Super fat Barbie comes with a remote control. You can lose in her folds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... Uh, but then, then, and then, they, but well, they didn't mention it, they panned across another load of Barbies. There was a black Barbie. Yeah. So I thought, oh, the hell... I yeah, thought, I'm well, sure there is. There, one, you're yeah. right, there is. What there was, there was a Chinese Barbie. Important. Yeah. Big market. They hadn't done the eyes. <laughs> they, it was so. What it was was a Barbie in, in traditional Chinese costume. And I'm right. thinking, you know, the way, the way the world is now, it's cultural appropriation. Exactly. So you yeah. have you've got a China, you've got a Western Barbie dressed in Chinese. Is that? Are we? Do we asking mm. those questions? No, we're not. We're not. Well, it's just the one show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Alex said she was only allowed uh, a Cindy. Matt said why. Mm. And she's, well, Barbie was a bit, um... Before that, we're going to talk Barbie because she was celebrating her 60th birthday over the weekend. You were a big fan, weren't you, back I love Barbie, but Mam wasn't. I had to have a Cindy. Because apparently Barbie was a bit... Hmm. What? (laughs) What was Barbie? How much is she getting paid to talk in half sentences? <laughs> I that. At least she managed a sentence. One episode this week, she couldn't speak because she was shoving a sandwich or a cake or something into she her. Ate th- that was Mary Berry's cappuccino biscuit That's cake. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and she and she had no qualms uh, about sort of just going. I'm sacking off this show. And she didn't do it in a particularly jokey way. She just started eating it. And Matt's like, oh, well, you're enjoying that. I suppose I better do it. And, and she was just like, yeah, fucking do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it went out to silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite nice to see someone actually on a TV show eating something well, and exactly. enjoying it rather than that, that sort of thing of people just looking at it and going oh that is absolutely delicious it was nice to see someone going oh, you know I like this so much I'm going to do what a normal human does and I'm going to eat <laughs> it continue to eat it yeah exactly <laughs> unbelievable and so that brings us to the close of part one of this week's The The One Show show part two will be wherever you get your podcasts tomorrow and it comes with a free binder to keep all of your The The One Show show podcasts in it'll pick up exactly where this one left off which will be mildly confusing for about a minute subscribe please rate go on review help us and follow us on twitter at the one show show for no real reason or benefit we'll see you tomorrow I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, he hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called Wrestle Me enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people, too, with well over 400 five-star reviews on iTunes. Wrestle Me, available from all good podcast providers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.